Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, Steve and Larson, don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Tape live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, where we are on the road to 500 subs. Man, we got blasted with subs today, Larson. We're at 434 out of 500. So if you want to see Stephen Larson do a 24 hour stream, if you want to make our lives truly miserable, then by all means, hit us up on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Throw us a sub over there. Here's the thing, on, on an average day, like right now, I'm exhausted. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah, that's you usually. That's my normal state of being. Right. Put me in a 24-hour stream scenario. Oh, man. I'm going to be miserable, oh. but I'm going to be miserable for your entertainment. Do you think our relationship, our friendship, our business arrangement will survive a 24-hour stream, Larson? Honestly, no, but we promised it, so it must happen. Frankly, no. I don't think there's any question about it. We won't survive. If you want to see the end of Steven Larson, now that might turn people out. People might want to see us continue, man. I make sure we continue. Anyways. You know, it could be a situation like uh, tonight where Ray loses an eye, but then they have a backstage segment, health update. Hey, so long as that optic nerve's still attached, the blood flow's good, pop that eye back in, good so, to go. So long as these two idiots can't make money elsewhere, they're probably going to have to stay together. Really no other choice. Speaking of no other choice, we had no other choice but to watch Extreme Rules tonight, Larson. What a weird pay-per-view. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of weird. Yeah. Like, all the wrestling was good. There were some was. weird finishes. It was. There were some cheesy finishes. There was a really confusing conclusion. I don't even call it a finish because I don't think it was supposed to be a finish. Not tonight. actually a finish. Not a finish. It was, uh, yeah, it just left you kind of like sitting there wondering what you just saw. Granted, I watched it on an iPad, and so it was dark. And there's a lot of stuff I feel like I couldn't make out very well. Um, but I don't really think that matters too much. I don't think you really missed much, to be honest with you. Um, but like every match, I thought was really entertaining. 
I was never bored, dude. I was never bored. In fact, there were quite a bit. I mean, the the wrestling, the actual wrestling was really good. It was just like, okay, I'm going through Steve notes right now, which you can get exclusively it's, by it's joining Friendo Club. Too many matches, kind of unfortunately, uh, were really good, but then kind of uh, torpedoed by necessary storylines. There was two really good. There was three really good finishes. There was three really good finishes. Um, the rest of them were either pedestrian or like sort of anticlimactic. Um, I'll just say that because I don't want to like get into what I thought about everything because we're about to do that in our recap. Uh-huh. Um, I did appreciate this storylines moved along. Um I mean, even Bray versus Braun. Let's just I mean, we could just go over that really quick before we go into the minutia of it. Like Bray versus Braun ended on uh, what was you remember? Didn't they do that finish for Freddy versus Jason? Like they both like bring each other down into the water. Maybe Jason emerged at the end. I forget. Well, it's all to set up the sequel, though. That's kind of the idea, though. Was there a sequel to that movie, though? I don't know if there was necessarily a, <laughs> a sequel to that particular film, but you know the the idea that you kind of have a very open ended ending. Yeah. Because you know there's something else going to happen. So we know, granted, not with absolute certainty, but got a pretty good sense that we're going to get Braun Bray for the title actually at SummerSlam. Uh, and so, you know, Braun stayed a goal going into the swamp fight. I got I got to take Bray out now uh, uh, so I don't have to face the Fiend because he doesn't think he can beat the Fiend. Yeah. Well, guess what? What's the last image we saw of, t- of the show tonight? The Fiend. Fiend, so he didn't beat Bray. Fiend emerged, so uh, Braun, uh, he's basically got no chance now. So, like, I not to get into like too deep into fantasy booking on this one, I do kind of feel like okay, given that, and I know this was part of Bray's parlor tricks, if you will, but we saw Braun confront past Braun at one point. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely given that there is such a distinction between Bray and the Fiend. And look, this is all silly stuff, whatever. But like, I, I do kind of feel like your method of, of like what you would predicted in predictions probably would have made more sense. If Braun actually did submerge Bray, Bray's dead, but then the Fiend appears before him and that sets up SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Like, then we go to Black or whatever. And that yeah. sets up SummerSlam. That would make more sense than, yeah. I mean, Braun essentially at this point, obviously he's not dead. He's going to show up on Friday or the next Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, a, yeah. It, it, yeah, sorry. It's a situation, too, where we, you know, I'm sure it'd be great for Bray to have uh, Eater of Worlds Bray Wyatt in his back pocket if he ever wants to use it for storyline purposes again. But this could have been a really good way for Bray in terms of delving into the history of his own character like you saw him do with the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena kind of put that period of his career that uh, there's a lot of ups and downs kind of put that to rest you know mm-hmm. and say all right uh, not only is, is is this feud with Braun uh, in, in an effort to reconnect you with your origins Braun it's a way for me to kind of escape my own and to kind of evolve to the next stage fully evolve to the next stage of my career but maybe that's reading too much into it yeah, maybe. Uh, PJ Juice here in the chat really quick says, how do I access Steve notes if I have a Twitch sub? I just sent them out uh, prior to the show starting. Uh, so you should check your email or your uh, your Twitch notifications. I'll send out another email really quick. 
before we get uh, too deep before into we, it. Yeah, before we get to the, the, the bit by bit, let's talk about this eyeball situation. Um, <laughs> Please do. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's going to be in the, the, the thumbnail. Yeah, the thumbnail. I think so. Yeah. So, um, going into it, I kind of thought it was a 50-50 proposition who was going to lose an eye. Sure. I could see reasoning either way. Um, in the end, it was Rey Mysterio. Uh, that eye- eyeball popped out in much the same fashion as I was uh, uh, injured first place. Seth ramming at the core of the ring steps. Um, and so quickly, same kind of spot happens. Ray falls back to the the, the mat and the floor, floor. Excuse me. And just through like the between his fingers, real quick, you can see a little bit of, of eyeball. You're like, oh, dang, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Until you see the still, I was like, wow, that's a really bad fake eye. Yeah. But uh, leading up to that, I thought the match was was fun. I was on the edge of my seat just because I want to know how were they how were they going to get that eyeball out of there? How graphic was it going to be? Were they going to use CGI as rumored? Was it going to be like just a bunch of blood involved? What exactly was going to happen? Um, so there's a lot of suspense in terms from <laughs> in terms of from a production standpoint. How are they going to handle the gore in this match? Yeah, and as I was... expected though, they kind of went the party city route. Yeah, they did. When you see the still, it looks very silly and it looks very fake. That being said, they only showed that still for like five, maybe ten frames. It was yeah. maybe like ten. If it was, you weren't paying attention, you probably missed it. I, I, I didn't miss it necessarily because I was waiting for it because I heard you guys' reactions like seconds before mine. Um, but even having advanced warning, I barely saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was effective in that way when you're live. Yeah, totally. I think that there could have been a bit more. They they actually could have shown a bit more um, for the shock value. Um, Seth throwing up, I thought was pretty funny. That was fantastic. It was pretty. I, I liked it. I like that kind of stuff, man. I think that stuff is great. Because I think that's a natural human reaction. You see something potentially. Because what happens is 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 Seth rams Ray into the ring steps. Uh, Ray falls to the to the the mat on the floor. Seth kind of circles around he turns around like to go back towards ray and sees what happens and, and stops mm-hmm. like he can't like this is horrifying his eye popped out mm-hmm. it's disgusting um and he has a natural a pretty natural human reaction he's horrified and when you're overwhelmed with certain emotions sometimes you just throw up yeah pretty much yeah so and that's what happened i can't i don't even remember the last time i threw up when i wasn't Hungover, or I wasn't drunk, like and or or ill for that matter. Yeah, yeah, just based on some sort of outside s- stimulus. You're saying, I understand yeah. it can happen. I don't think it's I, ever. There, I don't know if it's happened to me. I think there might have been a times where it happened to me, but not because of, um, uh, uh like emotion. Yeah, it was maybe like something smelled really bad, and I thought it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you know. threw up. You threw yeah. up. Hey, you threw up fishing. Yeah, that was from being seasick, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's just dive into this, man. I got my Steve notes up. I just sent them back out to the Twitch subs to so check your emails. We had a kickoff show with a pretty decent match between Kevin Owens and Buddy Murphy. This was announced at the very last minute. Um, Kevin Owens won with a stunner. It had all the seeds. Like if this was an actual feud with an actual match that actually mattered, um, I could see this being, you know, pretty killer. But given that, you know, there's just the bare bones of a story here with Kevin Owens dealing with Seth Rollins and his crew uh, sort of tangentially on Raw, same time as Rey Mysterio was. 
Uh, not a lot going on here. But that being said, these guys can honestly put on a match in their sleep, and uh, and I'd be happy with it. Kevin Owens went over with a stunner. I gave it two and a half stars. It's a kickoff show, no build, but these two guys are great. After that, we had The New Day defending their SmackDown tag titles against Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, man, I thought this was a really creative, if a bit short match. Mm-hmm. Um, you get all these guys in there. Cesaro, you and I have always said, is one of the most creative wrestlers WWE has. He's always bringing something new to the table. I figured that, you know, add tables to the mix. This wasn't going to be some silly anticlimactic thing. This finish was something else, man. Yeah, because the worry going these tables matches, someone will kind of accidentally go through one, and the uh, the their opponent will win because of it, which uh, you know, depending on the story, can be effective. But far too often, just kind of like, oh, all right. So I want this guy out of the way of like a top rope fun splash. The other person went through a table. They lose. All right. Right, right. Uh, there is no uh, 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 ambiguity in this situation about who won this match. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, but there's a lot of great back and forth. One thing about table matches, there's a great sense of urgency throughout because you want to get your opponent through the table as quickly as possible so that you don't go through the table first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a pretty basic storyline, but uh, in the hands of the New Day, Nakamura and Cesaro, Done really effectively, as you mentioned, fun, creative. Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro, uh, they powerbomb Kofi Kingston off the top rope through two tables ringside, <laughs> leaving no doubt who won this match. This was very decisive, and like I said, it wasn't even long. And you know what I liked about it? They did a couple spots where it was like, whoa, somebody almost went. But these matches, they always go so overboard with I the, oh, oh, I'm teetering about to fall through. Yeah, and they didn't the really this. do this. Yeah, they didn't. And it, this match did follow the, the the classic wrestling trope. Usually, at least in WWE, if you set up the table, you end up going through it. Right, yeah. So it was a New Day who stacked up those two tables on top of each other. Mm-hmm. They end up going through it. Uh, they lose. And then after uh, Nakamura and Cesaro win those tag titles, uh, Cesaro goes over the commentary table, lays his belt on there, and just starts talking trash. Yeah, man. It was pretty great. Yeah, a lot of people have a, have a, a, want to stick it to Michael Cole. For what yep. they perceive as a slight. He's got a lot of heat, and he's not even heel commentator anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I gave this match three stars. Uh, oh, really? It's a real, it was just a really short match. It was. It was like, short. I do feel like, look, that was a really powerful finish. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, maybe I should have given it three and a half. Fuck, you know, screw it. I'll give it three and a half. Yeah, three and a half seems fair. Okay. I like the collaborative effort here. Um, I just, it was really short. That finish was amazing. But, like, I just I feel a little bit more drunk. That's what I actually gave, like, a lot of the matches tonight, just the straight-up matches, just I feel like they could have been drawn out a little bit longer, like mm-hmm. a little bit longer just for a little, like the Bailey-Nikki Cross one, a little bit longer I think could have really heightened the drama there. Uh, speaking of which, after that we had, according to the Steve notes, Asuka, Nikki, and Kyrie were all hyping up Nikki. Oh, uh, you forgot somebody. <laughs> I replaced somebody. I replaced uh, Alexa with Nikki because Nikki wasn't hyping up her. So I guess she kind of oh, was. There you go. But her friends were all hyping her up. Yes. And they're all, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And then right as she's about to go in, uh, Kyrie Sane says, even if you lose, we'll still be your friends. Yeah, that was oh. pretty funny. Uh, that match was up next, and again, this is a really fun match, man. Mm-hmm. It started off with Nikki just doling out these fun splashes. Did one off the top, a second one off the top, and then a fun splash off the apron. That was oh, so was much great. fun. Yeah, that was, was great. great. Uh, yeah, Nikki had control of this match for a lot of it, especially early on. She hits a swinging neckbreaker like r- pretty much immediately. Bailey kicks out, rolls out of the ring. As you mentioned, Tornado DTs, bunch of fun splashes off the top rope, off the apron. Uh, Bailey does turn the tables for a bit. 
uh, takes control kind of the middle part somewhat. Um, uh, there's a bit where uh, uh, Bailey pulls Nikki between the apron and the and the and the, and the curtain ringside, something that Nikki does quite often. You know, lays some shots on her, uh, goes with the commentary and shows whatever she's got cut into the back of her hair. While she's doing that, Nikki crawls under the ring to the opposite side, pops up over there. Bailey runs in the ring, tries for a sliding drop kick. Nikki evades, pulls her down, traps her between the apron and the curtain, lays in some shots. She has the upper hand for a while. And it takes uh, interference from Sasha to get Bailey that W. So uh, Bailey's kind of on the, the losing end of things. Sasha uh, hands her uh, the, the boss. boss ring yeah. that she wears. She gets on the apron, distracts the ref. Bailey decks Nikki in the gut with the ring, hits the rose plant, or I don't know what they're calling it now, WB basketball was in the Indies, I think, to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only disappointment I had in this match, I gave it three stars. The only disappointment I had in this match was, uh, again, a little short, uh, sort of a, a pretty conventional ending for, for, for this match, uh, Bailey cheating. And then, uh, of course, uh, Nikki Cross did not throw up, even though she did get the body shot, uh, which I That's feel true. like really should have resulted in some vomiting, which we saw a little true. bit later. True. Uh, true. After that, we had a tease for a Firefly Funhouse thing. Uh, was this more than a tease, or was it Bray just saying something really quick? Uh, let me check my notes. It was just like a. It was just like maybe it was just a. Hey, this is coming up soon. Oh no 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 he he so he there's that montage of weird stuff and then we cut to this like mad scientist laboratory oh that and was Bray's okay. there and he's oh and uh, uh, so he's like I'm gonna present to you the most horrifying thing known to man and they cut to a quick bit of the karaoke showdown do the record scratch <laughs> That's and he talks right. to someone off camera is like hey yeah I get what you're trying to do there not funny you rolled the wrong tape yeah and That's so pretty he goes funny. on to to promote. To push the, the the swamp fight later on, yeah, that was good stuff. Was uh, good. So next, this was kind of confusing, but I guess understandable. It's been kind of at least WWE's released a statement about it. So MVP and Apollo Cruz, um, they had I think an interview during uh, the the kickoff where they had mentioned that Apollo Cruz was staying at home or something. But I didn't really give it much thought because I just figured this is all kayfabe and they're going to come out there and announce MVP is the champion and then Apollo Cruz is going to show up. Yeah. They came out there, they announced MVP as the new champion, and then they started walking up the ramp, and right as they got up on the ramp, nothing happened. So yeah. Apollo Cruz is apparently legitimately out. What's the latest on that? Um, so apparently, that mentioned the broadcast, though I couldn't really hear it, that uh, Apollo Cruz uh, didn't pass his pre-match physical. Uh, he has a bulging uh, disc in his back. Um, but Wrestling Inc. seemed to think that was... Uh, a kayfabe injury, mm-hmm. um, though obviously not confirmed. It's entirely possible he's a wrestler. Wrestlers, you know, fall on their back all the time. A bulging disc is entirely possible, um, but still uh, unknown exactly uh, the reason for Cruz to not be there. Yeah, so he hasn't been there since I believe you said it was the June 29th episode of Raw. Yeah. So yeah, it has been a while. Um, so uh, hopefully, whatever he's dealing with, he's okay and uh, mm-hmm. and he'll be back soon. Um, I'm, I, I like MVP a lot. I think it's cool that he's just the U S champion. Now, uh, we'll see where that goes. If it's going to be a, a split between him and Bobby, if Bobby goes after that or how they handle this, but, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Apparently commentary said too, during the segment that, uh, or Cole said that, uh, MVP is not the official U S champion. Cruz just made himself U S champion. 
Uh, okay. You mean uh, MVP just made himself? Yeah, sorry. Okay, MVP so it's still sorry. it's still not on the books as a real thing. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, they'll have a match, I would assume, unless they unless uh, Cruz is going to be out for a protracted period of time. Yeah. Um, and then you know they'll have something where they'll have to strip him of the title and mm. do something to crown a new champion. Yeah, it's always interesting because I know a lot of people here in chat are speculating, given what we're going through right now. That there might be, you know, complications with the coronavirus stuff. That's always a possibility. I mean, look, man, you don't know. You just don't know because WWE, they'll issue their statement. Obviously, the full Nelson didn't actually do anything to Apollo Crews. I think we can all probably agree on that. Um, Apollo Crews is a very physical wrestler. He's a very athletic wrestler. Any number of his moves might have resulted in some injury, maybe mm-hmm. even a bulging disc. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it could be cover for something else. We don't know. Hopefully, whatever it is, he's okay. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after that, man, we had eye for an eye. Um, and again, you know, I thought this was... This was a pretty clever match. Early on, we saw uh, Rey Mysterio go after a toolbox. Of course, Seth Rollins showed up with a wrench in hand. So yeah, these guys have his, have his pocket. These guys weren't messing around. They weren't trying to do this the easy way. They were going to do it any means necessary. Yep. I'd like to think that they maybe saw some uh, some of those Italian cannibal movies. I believe there was some eye gouging back then. Maybe they saw Hostel. Uh, I don't know. Can you think of any other uh, influences they might have looked well, at? The the two well, the most famous one is from an Italian zombie movie, where there's that piece of wood from like a door. Is it zombie? I think it's just called zombie or zombie. Yeah, I think yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, but beyond that, there was some good wrestling here. We got to see a Falcon arrow on the apron. Uh, that I looked... thought he was, I thought he was going to hit him with like a Steiner screwdriver. Cause he picked him up like that, you know, know. and held yeah. him up there for a little bit for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And we saw all sorts of weapons. Of course, you mentioned the wrench. Uh, and we also saw at various times, a kendo stick used to try to take out an eyeball, uh, a piece of rebar in all, uh, my yeah, what's a chair? Could you please, for the people who might not know what an awl is, go ahead and tell them. So this particular one, so it's 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 like a a, a flathead screwdriver. It's like a chisel, isn't it? The shaft of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a flathead screwdriver, but rather than a screwdriver handle, it has like uh, it's, it's T-shaped. Yeah, so you can grab onto like this, and so the awl will come sticking out of here like, like that. this. Yeah, this particular one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, none of that stuff really came into play. There was one really, again, sort of uh, looking back at that uh, Italian zombie flick. uh, Seth Rollins at one point had put the kendo stick. He sort of wedged it. I had seen this once or twice before. You can wedge it in like the turn, the top turnbuckle area. So it's just sort of jutting out. And at one point he tried to ram Ray's head into that, his eye into that. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, Ray had broken the kendo stick in half and oh, he was, was trying to ram it into a uh, Seth's eye. And they even dolled up Seth's eye during mid match a little bit to sell that, which yeah. I thought was pretty effective. Uh, we saw Seth use a chair to pin down Ray, try to pry the eye out that way. <laughs> At one point, he just tried his, his gloved hand to try to do yeah, it that way. That ain't going to work. That's um, not going to work. So, uh, and then, of course, the ring steps did come in play several times. Both of them tried to use the ring steps to take an eyeball out. Um, towards the end, Ray takes the, the, the piece of shielding off his mask of his right eye. It looks fine. And then, yeah, he tries to ram Seth's eye into the core of the ring steps. Uh, and that's when Seth hits Ray with a low blow. Um, super kicks Ray against the barricade, follows it up with a stomp. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Seth is just pushing and pulling Ray towards the ring steps. Ray's trying to fight it off. He can't. Uh, Seth jams his eye into the core of the ring steps. He backs off, turns around, starts to approach again, looks at Ray, just freaks out. Freaks out. <laughs> He's horrified. And then they, they do a quick cut of Ray. You see that. And you see just like briefly, this. yeah. You see a little eyeball right here. Just through, just through his fingers, yeah. And, and then, then Seth throws up all over the place. <laughs> really should have an SNL thing where he's just throwing up all over the barricade. Uh, with a tube. Uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> just like paint the plexiglass all around ringside with this <laughs> vomit. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Dang MQ asks here in chat, so if Ray shows up on Dynamite, should he have both eyes? Uh didn't this ha- this happen? This just happened to the same eye, didn't it? Didn't he do this yeah, to the same yeah, eye? Yeah, the same one. Yeah. Because at one point he took he took off the eye thing on his mask mm-hmm. on his maskeris, mm-hmm. and it was like he had like a white contact in there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Was that like was that just meant to be Ray's symbolic eye? Like was that like kayfabe? Was that a contact or kayfabe? Was that like actually well, he how- wears? You know, contest. He does that, yeah. Sometimes, so I I didn't really think too much of it. Okay, uh, check make sure it's the same eye. Yeah, it's the same eye. It's the right eye. So I was entertained by this. I gave it three and a half stars, man. Yeah, it was entertaining. I, I mean, the, the finish, you know, it didn't have the level of gore that we were maybe anticipating, or or the CGI. We never saw a full eyeball on the ground, um, but the match was fun, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, somebody lost an eye. Yeah, it there was a lot of creative stuff. There was some really good wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fine. And you got to see a guy throw up, you know, what, what more yeah. do you want? Yeah. Whatever um, we, 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 we lost or didn't see in terms of gore, we made for in a, uh, in vomit. So that's, that's something at least. 
I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I think more wrestling should be like this. Um, after that, we had a quick Bailey interview where uh, she's asked, hey, one of your heroes is Rey Mysterio. And, of course, Bailey first, very somber, says, <clears throat> Rey, I know you just went through this. If you're listening, you don't have double vision. I've got two belts. <laughs> and then she introduces Sasha. And, of course, they just talk crap about uh, uh, mm-hmm. Sasha becoming the new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, that match was up next. We had, according to my notes here, Bailey versus Sasha. That was not the match. That it was, was actually Oscar versus Sasha. You're, you're trying to look into the future. I guess so. Yeah. Look, these are Steve notes, man. You never know what's going to happen. This match was absolutely fantastic with a really overbooked finish. Yeah, it was. Really overbooked finish. It, it was. was a lot of fun up until that finish. Man, this was so good. This was really good. A lot of it, the, the, the majority of it, though, was just. It was very creatively showing how powerful they're booking Sasha these days. Like she was in control for much of this match. Uh, she, you know, but I loved it. Every time Oscar would come back with something like Sasha would eventually get the upper hand. But Oscar's always very creative with how she's there was that corner code breaker to Sasha's face. Mm-hmm. That was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha powerbombing Oscar in a plexiglass was great. Oscar okay. hit that back fist that she hit Bailey with a couple of weeks ago. And that always looks great. There's um, a couple of huge, huge German suplexes. Sasha went up high Sasha. for those. Yeah. yeah, those were great. There was that great uh, the the hit. There, there was a hip attack in this that looked just. I've never seen a vi- more violent looking hip attack. Yeah, before. Sasha was really selling, really selling. She was big time. Yeah. So uh, if we fast forward to the finish, so we get a few roll ups back and forth. Do Oscar's- the uh, go go from the bit where uh, sorry, there's that second rope German suplex. And then Sasha goes up, and she looks oh, yeah, like she's yeah. going to come off, and she she slips, yeah, and she starts selling her knee. She did this so perfectly, like we were all like, "Whoa, this is going to suck bad." Yeah. So yeah, as you described, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, so she's selling she's selling like knee or shin or something. Yeah. At first you're like, "Oh snap, something bad's happened here." Um, but then they, she gets up, her and Oscar starts trading blows. Uh, Sasha looks for a bank statement. Uh, Oscar countered with an Oscar lock. Uh, Bailey gets up on the apron. Kyrie pulls her off. They're brawling a bit ringside. Bailey takes her out with a Bailey to belly. Uh, a little bit later on, we get some roll ups back and forth. Oscar locks in an Oscar lock. Bailey gets in the ring uh, to distract the ref. Meanwhile, Sasha's tapping out. Ref doesn't see it because he's distracted by Bailey. Oscar lets go, comes over, kicks Bailey in the head. Uh, meanwhile, Sasha has a tag belt. Um, the ref's like, hey, put that down, grabs it from her. She's arguing with him. She turns around. Asuka's right behind her. She gets out of the way. Asuka sprays green mist on the ref. Uh, and then she goes for an Asuka lock. Um, and Bailey comes in, clocks her in the back with the tag title. Uh, and then she goes and takes off the referee's jersey. And I thought she was going to try to wipe the, the mist out of his face or something. Mm-hmm. But no, she takes the jersey off, puts it on herself. Sasha covers Oscar. Bailey counts the pinfall. Uh, Sasha wins. It's not like for reals though, because Bailey's not a referee. So, when is the last time? I mean, obviously, like matches are made; otherwise, these things wouldn't happen. But like, they haven't really established any sort of authority figure for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope this isn't the kind of thing where. They just let it stand. Um, somebody you else like to think it's something like uh, WWE management reviewed and decided that uh, have a match, have a rematch on Raw probably tomorrow. 
Yeah. Um, who is this? Fear and Loathing says, yeah. So without a GM, MVP can make himself U.S. champ and Bailey can play ref. That we do, That's why I do want to see some sort of authority figure um, to like. It's kind of what McFoley would do sometimes, you know? Then yeah. They, then, you know, you don't need people, your GM at the backstage and skit setting up matches. Just have mm-hmm. the matches be set up. It just you doesn't, know, yeah. If, if the story requires, you know, your your GM or whomever to to actually set up the match, fine, that's cool. Just don't make it a regular thing. Just when stuff like this happens, someone should come out and say, mm-mm, that's not how. You just can't put a referee on, then you're a ref. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, Jack Tunney needs to come back. They need to pay him a bunch of money to come back. I'm pretty sure he's dead, though. Uh, yes. So, yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't like that kind of stuff. Um I guess what what bought, what what makes me wonder about it. I'm gonna play Conrad here really quick. Who came up with this idea, and why was this not laughed out of the room? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like okay. Then she puts on the ref's shirt. At that point, somebody should somebody just be like, okay, well, no, that, that no, you can't just put on. That doesn't give you magical powers of authority. All of a sudden, that doesn't yeah, work. Unless unless it's a situation where tomorrow night on Raw they say. Well, she did this. She had no authority. The belt is back at Asuka. Yeah. But because of the finish, uh, we'll Sasha's going to get another match on Raw. Yeah. And that match, that's when Bailey will try to do something similar and end up co- co- costing Sasha the, the, the match, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, Charlie Caruso giving us a Ray health update from far the trader's room. Um, and she mentioned, she she gives the exact name of what they the, the official diagnosis was, but essentially. Uh, Ray's eyeball was out of his uh, the socket. However, the optic nerve was still attached. Therefore, so long as blood flow was still good, uh, she said doctors uh, thought you know that they could put the eye back in. He might be able to see fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, oh, I had that match at two and a half stars. By the way, that was a really what terrific if, match. But what if what if the finish was better? It had been three and a half. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a good finish, man. That's a, that was really good. Wait, what are you talking? What are we talking about? The Oscar Sasha one. Yeah, but the finish was terrible. I know it was. I'm saying, but if uh, but if if, uh, if it had a good one, it'd been three and a half. Not four. Yeah, I feel like well, maybe three and three fourths. Maybe really three and three fourths. Man, you're a tough critic. I think it should have been a little longer too. That was a good match, though. It was really good. Some of those high angle Germans, and then the work, the the little work bit in there, the work shoot mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, maybe it'd been four, two and a half with good. that finish. Uh, the next one had a really good finish. And I actually thought it was really, really cool. And I thought it was a really good match. Drew McIntyre versus mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. Yes. Um, so, uh, of course, big question was, what's the stipulation that Dolph chose? He chose one that seemingly should have been a surefire win for him. Yeah, uh, I think so. He said, this is going to be an extreme rules match that only applies to me, Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. So Drew has to wrestle under the rules of a regular wrestling match. Dolph Ziggler, on the other hand, can do whatever he wants. In the keeping the count out, even yes. Drew, he'll still the belt changes hands on a count out or a disqualification. Yes, correct. And early on, it seemed like uh, the stipulation wasn't even going to work for Dolph. He goes right down to the ringside immediately, get a weapon. Drew meets him out there, bang, sucker punch, tosses him the announce table, just throws him all around ringside. He's got control for a while, sets him for Claymore. Dolph rolls out of the ring. Drew follows. Dolph goes for his eyes, gets a chair, swings at Drew. Drew catches it. Dolph goes for super kick. Drew catches that too, and then he chucks Dolph out of the ring. Um, 
it wasn't until uh, Drew is ringside, gets Dolph up for a slam. Uh, Dolph escapes, pushes Drew into the ring post, then the barricade ring post again. Gets a table out from under the ring, sets it up. Uh, and then Drew suplexes Dolph like he's going to do it through the table. However, if he were to do that, that's disqualification. He does a 180, suplexes him on the floor, back of the ring. Just an amazing deadlift powerbomb, two count. Uh, Tide really turns for Dolph when he kicks Drew right in the front area. Yes. Yeah. Because after that, he hits like a famouser off the announce table, another famouser in the ring. That was great, yeah. That was fantastic. Um, he actually he gets in quite a bit of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, at one point, uh, Drew hits Dolph with a reverse Alabama slam, sets him up for a Claymore, uh, and as Drew is approaching, Dolph just blasts him with a uh, 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 the chair of the knee, mm-hmm. hits a zigzag that gets him a two, um, and then he super kicks Drew onto the table that's still ringside, goes up top, hits a top rope elbow. Drew, uh, yeah. That was great. He got Drew, so much air on that, too. You know, Drew barely beats the 10 count. Uh, but back in the ring, Drew hits Dolph with a headbutt, looking for a few future shock DDT. Dolph hit, escapes that, hits Famouser, a zigzag, and a rock bottom on a chair. That was nice to see. Yeah, that because you know two- why he hit the rock bottom, Larson? Because the rock went on Instagram or Twitter, one of them, and said that Dolph was one of his favorite guys. Oh. And then Drew responded and said, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> that's great. That's why you hit the rock bottom. That's, that's good. I just I just put that together. I was like, oh, that's oh, why. See, I didn't see that. Yeah. So uh, after that, Dolph's setting up for a super kick. And while he's tuning up the band, uh, Drew kips up as Dolph's starting his approach. It basically takes Dolph's head off with a claymore. The timing on that perfect. was so perfect. perfect. It was so perfect. Perfect. That yeah, I amazing. thought I thought this was a terrific match. I gave it three and three fourths. Three and three quarters. Okay. See, that seems fair. Almost a four almost a four star match. If there was fans, may have been four. <laughs> yeah, I feel like fans really would have been into this. Fans would have dude, fans would have like been so into most of these matches. Seriously. Like this it's a shame. This one Sasha Oscar, mm-hmm. or as I have it here in my notes, Bailey Sasha. Um, you're, just, you're just you're just looking ahead to the future. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think that's going to be more than uh, two and a half stars though. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll, I'll I'll give that three stars. See, it's a fluid thing. It it it, it requires discussion, collaboration, thought. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Review. Review. Review of your review. A thorough review. (laughs) All right, now let's get into this this swamp fight. I'm still not sure what to make of this. (laughs) So... I gave just in, in advance. I gave this half a star. That seems fair. It it was it was. I don't I don't want to be Brian Alvarez here, but this is a whole lot of nothing, dude. It was ponderous. It was overly talky. It was masturbatory. With, yeah, with, it was, without a whole lot of substance to it, like the Firefly Funhouse match. There was a lot of talking, but there was a lot going on there. You know, this is this kind of felt like they were going to a lot of the same ground they have in their promos in the last few weeks, you know? I do kind of feel, and maybe 
maybe I'm looking way too deep at it, but Bray's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Remember during that time, like when a lot of the time when Bray was Bray the way we saw him tonight. So often it's like they didn't have anything for him, so they would just have him go out there and cut a promo that it's like, okay, when Bray was on point, when he had a point to make, he could make it. Yeah. But if he had no point to make, he could talk, he could sound really convincing, but you would after at the end you'd be like, he didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like this match, given that it was a throwback to Bray Wyatt back then, might have been reflective of a lot of Bray Wyatt from back then, which was completely and totally aimless. They did yeah. this was a whole lot of nothing, and even yeah, the really end was. was a nothing finish. Yeah, it really was. It was all set up for something else. And like you know, Bray's either a world's run. It seemed like so much of it was a setup for something else that never really panned out. Yeah. So I mean, I guess if you want to be optimistic about it, that was kind of what they were working with from a thematic standpoint. That's great. I kind of doubt that that's what they were aiming to do, but that's how I took it. All right, fair enough. So you mentioned Braun uh, 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 blasting himself with a shovel. <laughs> two Brauns, not Braun hitting himself with a shovel. There's two Brauns. Yeah, there were two Brauns. Um, it was kind of the, the tone of it fell a little off for me to begin with. So Bray's in a rocking chair waiting for Braun. Braun pulls up in a car. Braun gets out, tells Bray, I'm home, and then the lights go out. Like mm-hmm. I get it if the if the if but it was like pitch black, dark, completely dark. Yeah. So and I understand how cameras work. If you turn off the headlights, it's gonna look completely dark. Mm-hmm. However, unless <laughs> there was a new moon out, there's gonna be a moon in the sky, there's gonna be some light. Yeah. Did Bray turn off the moon? That's my question. Maybe. Eater of worlds. Eater of moons. So when I saw that, I'm like, all right, I understand from a, a production standpoint how that's gonna happen. Nonetheless, I'm guessing Bray didn't turn off the moon. Probably not. Probably not. No. So then there's a bunch of random people just on the, the compound that Bray had to fight off. One of them uh, uh, hits Braun with a shovel. Off comes the mask. It's Braun himself. And then he comes to and he's he's chained to a chair. And Bray walks in like a member of Undisputed Era blasting his own theme music. <laughs> well, no, I liked your idea during the speaker stream. And the lantern, yeah. He had his lantern and I feel like he had a Bluetooth speaker in there. Man, it's crazy what technology could do, man. So uh, <laughs> this was like all talky. He's like, hey, welcome home, Braun. I missed you. Uh, you really made something of yourself, but you do know that this success is borrowed. It's temporary. Uh, but when they cast you aside, who will have his back? And he says, Braun, I want you to know that you are not my enemy and I'm not your enemy. Uh, together, we can rule the WWE. But first, I got to destroy the monster that you've become. And Braun says, I don't care what you do to me. I'm not going to come back to you, Bray. And so then a woman comes uh, comes in with a snake. And it seems like maybe the snake, snake uh, 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 bit Braun. They that made it. The idea. Yeah, they made, without actually showing a snake bite, they made it seem yeah. like that was the case. Like snake so, like, before we continue lunches. here, Zondo here in chat again, this is all uh, this is all review. This is all a thorough education of, the, of, of this to get to my star rating. He says, Braun... He says there was drowning, people on fire, snake attacks, horny hallucinations, and raw gate clones. Doesn't this, shouldn't this be a four-star match? What's a movie that had all the ingredients but just oddly didn't work? I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And I feel like that's what this was. Like, yeah, it had all that stuff. And yet, all I can remember 
is Bray talking endlessly while Braun was sitting with chains loosely sort of laying over his arms yeah. like he was yeah. supposed to be trapped there. That's my yeah. main takeaway from this. Although yeah, no, I remember most of the confusing ending. I did like the Raw Gate clones. Did you happen to see the ad for uh, that WWE put out? Uh, it was just a still on Twitter. It was like a graphic they made of like Sasha, and there was like a Sasha for every title yeah, she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, again, they're ripping us off, man. That's Raw Gate. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So after uh, Braun gets bitten by the snake, uh, then he wakes up in a field. There's a little bit of fire in the background. I wonder if that's uh, still smoldering from when Randy Orton lit the compound on fire. Yeah, yeah. And then a bunch more random people come in. Uh, Braun pushes, fights him off, pushes one dude into the fire. So he's running around on fire. And then Braun starts laughing about it. And he's like, oh, wow, I'm laughing because someone's on fire. And then he hears a voice, turns around. And uh, I guess it's supposed to be kind of like Sister Abigail. This is kind of like the one interesting thing about, you know, uh, so many people speculating in, in fantasy booking various women wrestlers as Sister Abigail mm-hmm. in situation. So this individual has a veil on, lifts the veil, it's Alexa Bliss. She's calling to Braun. Of course, they have history, mixed match challenge. She's saying uh, that you always wanted to, to hit this. She's like, you always had a thing for me, Braun. And then it cuts to like shots of the mixed match challenge when they have all those rom com s comedy of errors. She ends up like being, you know, in his arms and they're going to kiss or something like that. And then they get back to the action. They never really yeah. paid that off, I don't think. But, uh, but yeah, so she's saying, Braun. And then he's all, Ugh. so he starts like, you know, while you can assume engorging was happening, he Maybe, started walking says, over to her. Well, she's saying, come follow me home. Yeah. Uh, Bray comes in, goes for Braun's eyes. <laughs> he should have just started started pelvic thrusting. Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Braun body slams Bray onto uh, Skarsgård, I think, the dilapidated boat. <laughs> Looked like it, yeah, it did. So shout out to Matt Hardy. Um, and so I think the boat kind of gets uh, sent out into the swamp. Braun wander or at Braun wanders out there, looks in the boat. Bray's not in anymore. Instead, Bray comes from behind, hits with an oar, tries to drown him in the swamp. They allude to maybe an alligator being in there, but we don't ever see it. Yeah, in the vicinity of them. Yeah. Uh, Braun disappears under the water, reemerges. He climbs up on a dock. Uh, Bray's up there, continues his attack. Braun fights him off for a moment, then Bray gets an axe handle and starts beating the heck out of him with it. Yeah. Screams. Says something real quick. Braun rises, boots Bray into the swamp. Where is he? And then, like, the little copyright uh, uh, logo pops up the bottom. Like, that's the end of the show? Right, yeah. Really? Bray can't swim. That was the point of it, I guess. I guess so. Uh, But no, Bray emerges out of the water, puts the mandible claw on Braun, then pulls him in. Braun's struggling to get out, gets pulled back under. The water turns red. Uh, Either somebody farted in there or it started to boil. And uh, the fiend emerges laughing and says, let me in. Let me in. That's how the show ends. He's just staring at the camera. Let me in. Um, Okay, so, yeah, a couple people pointed this out. I had mentioned the Jason versus Freddy thing. But, yeah, I forgot. Even that was a throwback to, like, the the original Friday the 13th uh, Mm -hmm. when, like, Jason does that or whatever. Um, Oh, so Super Famous Pro says Matt Hardy tweeted something. I'm assuming about the dilapidated boat. Let's see what that might have been. Matt Hardy tweeted. uh, 
Oh, so an hour ago, he just tweeted a picture of him rowing on the dilapidated boat. Or not a picture, it's like a gif or a video of it. That's funny. So that was the uh, horror show. Sorry, Extreme Rules. Um, there is some stuff to like, but there's, you know, some stuff that was kind of a head scratcher, too. Yeah, dude. I, uh... Oh, that's funny. Remember during the stream when I was like, does Bailey have something written on the back of her head? She has yeah. dose straps. <laughs> what a fool. That's that's fantastic. That's pretty great. Um, Would you like to answer some questions? Yeah, well, we can answer some questions. I didn't put up a Patreon thread, but we can. Okay, we got a few here in Twitch. Yeah, sure. Uh, Flats, if SmackDown doesn't have three or four sketches of Otis and Scooby Gear looking for Braun, it's a total failure. I think that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nats says, at least the octopus leg thing from Viking Raiders last pay-per-view didn't show up again. True. Yeah. Uh, the real Chesnut, a while back I said Otis would consume the fiend. This pay-per-view would have been the best time. Imagine Otis driving up and running with that briefcase <laughs> just to become a snake himself and eat Bray. I think that would have been wrong. terrific. That would yeah. have been terrific. Uh, Joe asks, what's more terrifying, a horny brawn or a horny Otis? I think a horny brawn... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. We've seen Otis. He could be a bit of a simp sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, Glayx. Seth Rollins versus Robert Stone at SummerSlam. First to puke loses the match. <laughs> uh, Dragon H. Just me or with Sister Abigail both Liv and Bliss? No, I don't think Liv Morgan had anything to do with that beyond, like, fantasy booking right like a lot of people wanted that to happen but they've never mm -hmm. alluded to that yeah i don't think they really alluded to it uh matt the mewtwo this pay-per-view was full of great matches with bad finishes braun versus bray was great uh but a weird finish same thing with sasha and oscar and ray and seth oh i, I the ray versus seth one was fine like they did what they set out they to made do all the sense they came back around the ring steps yeah the from, eye from came out perspective they yeah, did that, everything that in that match um yeah sasha versus oscar terrific wrestling um, but uh, just an overbooked finish. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Sasha just finish. or Bailey just put up a picture on on Instagram with uh, Sasha with that title. So we'll see what. Let me see if WWE. I wonder if WWE.com has any official. Oh, uh, they probably will say they till tomorrow on the Raw preview. Word on that. Uh, Fear and loathing, Braun. Oh, you drowned me, brother. <laughs> uh, so okay, all it says here is the the title is Raw Women's Title Match Ends in Controversy. Uh, let's see here. One novice says going in raw does star ratings now. Well, Steve does. Oh, that's just that's a brand new thing. It's me. This is literally the second time you've done it. And to be honest with you, it's 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 a gag more or less. It's just it's it's a conversation piece. Fear and loathing. Can you imagine Ray loses an eye and gets a five hundred dollar check for the match? <laughs> so the, wait, what? That's his payout. Said fear and loathing says, can you imagine Ray loses an eye and then gets a five hundred dollar check? <laughs> I know, match? right? They're paying him Dean Dean on the way out money. Dean house show money, yeah. So yeah, so this uh, the WWE.com result says uh, Bailey struck Oscar with one of the women's tag team titles and put on the referee shirt to count a pinfall for Banks, unofficially hailing her partner as the victor and fleeing with the Raw Women's Championship. Sounds more like they're going to consider it stolen as opposed to a title change. Uh, Fear and Loathing asks, tonight someone lost an eye. How far are we from in your house decapitation? Um, not that far away. 
I could see that happening in one of like a Bray match, Supernatural. Like I can see him. He's got the decapitated lantern head. Like I could see him doing something weird as a fever dream. We saw Rawgate Braun tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a fever dream type thing. Yeah, obviously, or some sort of hallucination. I don't think they'd actually decapitate anybody. No, I don't think he could. Uh, Gareth Dolph was wearing a Space Force jacket in the ring tonight. Why not? Why not make that his next gimmick? Have you watched Space Force yet? It's got a great cast. I haven't seen any of it yet. I haven't seen any either. Uh, James, what's Ray's new gimmicks with his eye? Uh, he's Mr. No Depth Perception. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he just starts running into doors and stuff. Um, Jorge, how would Bret Hart review Oscar versus Sasha? Dude, I have to actually watch or listen to his Paywalls uh, podcast because I do kind of want to know. So he has like a out of 30 system. And I'm kind of curious, like. So he his criteria, I think, in that original shoot interview was. Promo, was our, was our, promo look good. and yeah, promo look and in ring ability. Yeah. 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 We added legacy and kayfabe to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, in ring. Love it. It's great. Uh, the look really great. They both look terrific. Uh, and then uh, what's the other one? Promo. Well, they didn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, he'd probably rate it like you know, if it's out of ten, that's got to be a solid six wrestling match. All right. Probably more. It's just the finish was so crap. Yeah, the finish was was a bit much. Sandra says here, I'm glad that I skipped this pay per view. I'm watching DDT Pro Money in the Bag, and it's fantastic. You know, Sandra, here's the thing, though. A lot of the WWE stuff tonight felt like DDT stuff. Like, there was the eye-for-an-eye eye match. There was a swamp match. Might be up your alley, dude. Just saying. Just saying. Anyways, uh, is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Man, just all the Twitch subs, thank you so much. Thank we're, you so much, everybody. We're at 89%. We're so close to 500 subs. Oh, dear. That's amazing. That's just absolutely amazing. That is pretty cool. So thanks, everybody, for doing that. Uh, thank you. Oh, the hold on, you know what? Hold on a second. We're not done. Hold on. The Eyebrow 96, 300 bits, said, uh, Discord update. Since you ignore us, your refs, uh, you are refs in Horny Henry's TEW. So you know TEW is total... Extreme wrestling or something like that. It's the simulator right. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, you and I are refs in that. Okay. I, that's cool. That's good. I like that. That is cool. That's awesome. Good to know. Good note to go out on. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. Oh, Sandra, I'll give her the last word. She says, "But with trash finishes, that eye for an eye match didn't have a trash finish. It was good stuff." All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Twitch chat. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll uh, we'll do a raid or something. Yeah. Bye. The 
Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.